Isn't it great to be out here and in here and not outside or cabin fever in your own home? So, as we begin this Lenten series, Got Rest, we'll be looking at throughout this, this season of at looking at Matthew 11, 28 through 30, and really focusing in on what does it really mean, got rest, and really even the discipline of what, what does that really look like. And so today we're going to focus in on the invitation of that verse and really look at what, what does that mean when, when Jesus calls to us to come to him. Now, I did a little informal survey. When you receive an invitation to something, that typically you receive it and you have a lot of questions about the invitation. Is that true? Things like, who's going to be there? Is it going to be fun? Who's hosting? Who's this for? What do I need to wear? Am I supposed to bring something? You know, there's all these questions that come. And chubby Mark, the organist, that was his direct quote to me after first service said, and you also need to quote me and say, what kind of food is there going to be? Good food. So we typically receive an invitation and we have questions. We want to know what this, this invitation is all about. So today we're going to look at the invitation that Jesus gives to us and, and try to understand it and hopefully get to a place where we don't even question that invitation, but we just accept and receive it and respond to it. So let's take a look at Matthew 11:28. And, and really begin to, to let that soak into us. Let's pray. Father, we come to you, and we thank you that, that you invite us to, to, to come to you. And Father, I pray this your spirit be upon us, that God, that you would anoint um, the words that are spoken and the words that are heard today. That God, that you would continue to teach us about the invitation that you have for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Come to me. All you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. It's probably a scripture that, that many of you have heard. I have to be honest, when Drew told me, well, that's, that's, that's the scripture, that's what we're starting out with, and I'm like, just one little scripture, one little verse, that's all? And, um, and so I just began to just kind of allow myself just to kind of marinate in that and just to kind of see what, what God was going to, to reveal. And so the first thing I want to look at is, who is 
the invitation for? You know, when you get an invitation, don't you sometimes wonder, like, who is it for? Is it just for me? Is it for my significant other and me? Can the kids come? You know, we, we ask all those kinds of questions because we want to know who, who's invited. And as we look at this verse, we see that God says, all, all who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. Little survey. Over the course of this week, have you felt weary or heavy burdened? Raise your hand. Okay, I'm just checking. Just checking. So the invitation is for y'all. I had to get one y'all in. Well, and we have to remember Drew, right? Y'all are invited to y'all, y'all. Welcome back, Becky. Back from India. Woo! Um, we're, we're, <laughs> we're glad that you came back. Um, so the invitation is for all. All who are weary and burdened. And that's all of us. And I think that most of us can identify with that weary and burdened feeling. That, that we all experience that probably on a somewhat regular basis. And I think it's more than just that frantic life that we may live, that we've got to run here and we've got to do this, this, this kind of chaos that, that we sometimes live in. But it's more about that, those deep places within us, those places of anxiety, those places of worry, those places of fear and doubt and mistrust and sin, those places where... God is calling us in all of that heaviness and in all that burden that he desires for us to come to him. He calls us to him. And notice he doesn't say, you got to put all that down before you come to me. He said, no, the invitation is for you to come now because you are heavy laden, you are burdened. And then let's look at the promise of this verse. The promise of the invitation says, I will give you rest. The expectation. You know, when we receive that invitation, what do we, what do we ask ourselves? Is this going to be fun? What should we expect when we get an invitation? Well, Jesus is really clear. I will give you rest. Isn't that beautiful? And it's that, it's that rest in those places where we are heavy laden and burdened, where we are weary. It's that kind of rest. It's that rest for our souls. Not just, you know, I, I think about when you go on vacation and, and you're, you're real relaxed and you come back and two days back at work, somebody will say, how was your vacation? And I go, oh, was that just last week I was on vacation because I forgot? You know, that it's, it's not that kind of, of rest necessarily. It's that rest that deep within us that we really find that place of peace, that place of joy, that place of hope, that, that rest that only Jesus can give us. And then let's look at the invitation. The invitation is, come to me. 
come meaning to advance forward to a specific person or for a specific person, purpose. And so when, when Jesus says, come to me, we know who is calling us. We know the one, the Son of God, is calling us to come to him. Our Redeemer is calling us to come to him. The one who bear the, the pain, the weight of our own sin, calls us to come to him. That's amazing to me. That he calls us to come to him. That he desires for us to be with him. To be companion with him. And as I was, was pondering that, I, I, in sitting with this verse, I had this, this epiphany that, that occurred one morning. In my quiet time, I kind of go through this little place with God of releasing those worries, those anxieties, those doubts, and just kind of you know, giving it to him and asking him to use me today for his glory. And you know, going through all of those things, and all of a sudden, I realized that there was a distance. There was a distance. I was talking to him. I was giving him those things. But what I realized was I really hadn't gone to him. I hadn't really heeded the invitation, come to me. I was in relationship with him. But I wasn't really right there with him. Because there's a big difference when you go to him and in that sweet place of rest, you share your worries and your your heartaches and your doubts versus having a distance. And what I one of the things that kind of came to my mind was if if you call someone and you say, hey, can you come over? They ring the doorbell, you open the door, and you invite them in, right? You say, come on in, you embrace them, you're excited to see them. You don't call someone and say, come on over, open the front door, and stand. let them stand on the porch, and you stand in your house, and you talk to them through the screen door. You're still in a relationship with them, right? You're still talking with them. But that, that looks and feels a lot different than it does to embrace someone and say, come on, come on in. And I think that that, that is what Jesus is calling us to. He's saying, come on in. Let me open the door. Let me embrace you. You don't need to talk to me through the screen door. Come. Come in. And I was reminded of the passage in Matthew 19, verses 13 and 14, when Jesus calls the little children to come to him. He said, Then the little children were brought to him in order that he might lay hands on them and pray. The disciples spoke sternly to those who brought them. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not stop them, 
For it is such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. Jesus was saying, let them come. There is nothing, you know, he discipled the the disciplines in that moment, you know, quit hindering them. Let them come to me. And I think that's his invitation to us today. That there needs nothing to hinder us to go to him, to come to him. And you see that that the, the richness of that verse that it says, don't stop them from coming to me because the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. The kingdom of heaven belongs to us. So that we don't, we don't need to talk to Jesus through the, the, the screen door. He's saying, come. Because what I have for you is the kingdom. The kingdom of God. And I just think that that is amazing. That Jesus wants to love us. He wants us to come to him. Just like he called the children to him. You know, I, I think about when, when a child has, has fallen down and, and you pick them up and you comfort them. That you don't pick them up and tell them all the things that they need to do before you can comfort them or you can give them a sweet place of rest in your arms. No, you just pick them up and you love them. And isn't that a beautiful picture to think that every day, every moment of the day, Jesus is inviting us to come to him? That we can rest in that beautiful place of his love? That place where he comforts us? That place where he guides and directs us? That place where his love is known in a mighty and powerful way? And so I think that that's that place of that invitation for us to come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. And so as I was preparing for this, um, a couple weeks ago we had a service here at College Hill that we hosted the Well, which is a citywide healing service that goes to different churches each month. And uh, we had the privilege of hosting that service here. And a day after that service, an email came through with someone that had been here and was sharing the testimony um, of of God's healing in her life and and how that testimony so beautifully tied into the sermon. And I thought, wow, I am going to find out who this lady is. Um, because I want her to share um, her testimony because it so spoke to the invitation of Jesus and the rest, the joy that comes as a result of receiving, of responding to that invitation. So I'm going to invite Marianne Crockett, who um, has some roots um, here at College Hill, um, and I'm going to ask her just to come and share with us her, uh, her, her experience in healing. So, Marianne, if you'll come and share. Hi, everyone. I, I just want to say one thing. Jean and I have not compared notes. And you will hear some similarities in what God 
brought to my mind and my heart to share today. Um, I very first thing I thought of was the invitation that requires a response. Um, when God sends out an invitation, he wants me to respond to him. And this is um, a story about rest oration. And I emphasize rest because throughout this entire time that God had been working and preparing my heart to receive a healing, it was rest. Um, he was doing the work. Um, he did require that I was active in coming to him and seeking him. Um, this began very early in my life. I'm going to share 60 years ago. I just gave you my age, by the way. Um, I had a very rocky start in life with circumstances due to tragedy and trauma in the home I grew up in, and I'm one of five. I'm the youngest. Never really outlived that. You're the youngest. You're the baby. Um, what had happened during that time was through tragedy and trauma. We were all in the same home. However, there was a silence that permeated our home. Um, we, we couldn't be there for one another, brothers and sisters, father and mother. It just didn't happen. So the start of relationships were really rocky for me. How I interpreted that is the youngest is rejection. Rejection in the eyes of a young child myself, translated as worthless. So I began uh, my life with walls built up all around me to keep from being hurt. Um, the price of those walls was loneliness. So in relationships, whether it was family, work, or church, my place of perceived safety was on the fringe would never really get to know me. I, I hid out a lot. Um, my invitation came through the death of my mom last November. And what became very clear, it was an awareness, acute awareness, that if I stood with my family uh, throughout that process, we were strangers to one another. We couldn't be there in the beginning for one another, and we couldn't be there at that time for one another. There was a disconnect and a disrelatedness. At that time, my invitation was to grieve, ungrieve losses that, you know, had been buried for years. Um, the feelings that I had about the silence in the home didn't go away. They were buried alive. So my invitation was to come, come. That one word from Jesus, come. Let me walk with you through this time of grief. Um, and I responded to the invitation. And we walked through that time. Um, as... I went through that grief. There came an opportunity for healing in the form of the well. Um, 
And again, there was the invitation, come. (laughs) I couldn't handle much more than a word at that time because the emotions were very deep. My response was to show up at the well. The word that I got from Jesus as to what he wanted to do was he wanted to take ashes, which that's what I saw were ashes in my hand. You know, as I looked at a family of five and 60 years of no relationship and how that wove into my life and relationships in my life where I always ended up alone. When I saw the ashes, the pain of my disconnectedness for all those years became greater than my fears. And I was ready um, to take God up on the invitation to receive beauty for the ashes. That particular night at the well was about generational healing and during the healing prayer which I went to I received a picture which was a tall door it went from floor all the way up there wasn't an end to the door Um, there were green leaves on either side of the door resembling vines and the door was yellow and amber in color It was also transparent, so that I could see to the other side. And again, come. So I walked through. Now, in my heart, which had been so protected with defenses, keeping people out, that was an invitation by God to walk in and enter in, to be open to relationships. As soon as I walked through that door, there was a joy that bubbled up in me that I'd never felt before. I felt like I came home. Then I received the word worthy. Everything that I had carried with me and, you know, kind of kept score on, well, you know, um, you failed at this relationship, you failed at that relationship, and it all tied into that belief in the beginning of my life that I was worthless. Worthy was like not just the word, it was the speaking of that word into my heart by God that just felt like it was bestowed on me, a new identity. It not only filled the early wounding, but brought me into a place of deeper relationship with God as Father. The anxiety, fear, self-doubt, and insecurity that controlled my life since the beginning of my life was transformed to a deep peace, rest, and security that night. And I was amazed by the grace, the grace that when Jesus said, come, and I took his hand and I walked with him, it just seemed easy. There was a new joy planted where there had been despair, despair that I had not really been able to engage in relationships. I had not had that in the beginning with my family. 
was a redefining of my relationship with God by deepening my trust in him and my desire to walk closer and a new view of myself based on truth rather than on mistaken belief. That night I dipped my empty bucket into the well and drank of his living water. What sums this up so well is Psalm 18, 20 through 24 from the message. God made my life complete when I placed all the pieces before him. When I got my act together, he gave me a fresh start. Now I'm alert to God's ways. I don't take God for granted. Every day I review the ways he works. I try not to miss a trick. I feel put back together, and I'm watching my step. God rewrote the text of my life when I opened the book of my heart to his eyes. The gratitude that I have to have a place to come where there's a team of people to listen and to come and drink of his living water. And the gratitude for today, for a place to share what God is doing in my life. And a deep gratitude that God as Father knows and longs to be gracious in my deepest wounds. Thank you, Marianne. We see he calls us, he invites us, and we have to decide, are we going to respond to that invitation? And so as I pray today, I, want, I just want you to, to, to listen to God, to listen to his invitation. And we're going to pray for a boldness, for courage to receive, to respond to the invitation that he lays on your heart today. Let's pray. Father, we come to you, and Lord, we praise you. God, I thank you for the way in which you are restoring Marianne's life, and God, that that promise is true for each one of us. That God, that there is nothing that's that it can separate us from you. There's nothing that separates us from your love. And God, that you call, you invite us to come to you. And so, Father, I pray that we will listen to all that you have for us today, that we will hear your voice and we will heed your invitation. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.